God is raising armies. He's raising the end time armies, soldiers for the kingdom. It's no longer a time to sit down and be relaxed. It's a time to arise. It's a time to take your place in God because the work to be done is, if I can use the word of one of our little ones, humongous. There's a lot to do. Cities to take, mountains to pull down, rivers to cross. Amen. To advance the kingdom of God. So join this movement, this prayer movement. Join us. 5 a.m. Monday to Friday. Even as we press, as we push in the spirit. Entering into God's presence. Seeking his face. Praying so that there will be a change in our lives. In our homes. In our cities. In, our, in the nations of the world. We want a change. Things can no longer continue as they are. Hallelujah. So join us 5 a.m. Monday to Friday. As we pray together, you might say, oh, but I won't wake up. Trust the Holy Spirit to wake you up. And if you, if you, are not, if you can't trust him yet or you've not gotten to that level to um, set your alarm to 5 a.m., put it near your ears so that it will wake you up. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And also, like was announced, the Bible studies also still continue. Yes, we are praying, but Bible study still continues. Study to show yourself approved. That's what the Bible tells us. So we must study to feed our spirit, to hear from him, to know him the more, to know the Lord more and more. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We glorify you, Lord, because you've been so good to us. We are so grateful. Our heart is filled with joy, with thanksgiving of that which you've done for us, which you are doing in all of our lives. We thank you, Father. Lord, I pray this morning, let the entrance of your word bring forth light, bring forth understanding even unto the simple. Grant us illumination, O Lord, that will enlighten every darkness in us. Let your word create the path in which we ought to go, in which we ought to follow, Lord. We thank you, Father, as you minister to each and every heart this morning. Touch our hearts. You know where we need you more. Lord, fill those voids in those empty hearts also. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, brood over each and every one of us, over every heart, everyone listening this morning. Brood over their hearts, Lord. And let your kingdom come and your will be done in them, with them, and through them. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Again, I welcome everyone from around the world. You are welcome to his presence. In whatever time zones, you are welcome. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Today, we are continuing again. For the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at fulfilling kingdom mandate. And we've looked at various aspects of the kingdom mandate. Last week, we started on the culture of the kingdom. What exactly was the culture of the kingdom? What does it stand for? What does it mean? All this, I will not be able to go back to you know, review them, but they are all available to you on our various platforms. And our website is there in audio form, if you want the audio form. And if you want the video, video version of it, it's on our YouTube channel, TCR Melbourne. Search for it on the YouTube channel and all the messages are there so that you can avail yourself of them. Go back, listen to it again and again and again. Like we said earlier, study, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who, who does not need to be ashamed so that you can rightly divide the word of truth. If you don't know, you cannot be in the flow. If you don't know what he's saying, how can you know, how can you take a stand? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Today we'll be continuing in looking at the culture of the kingdom. And I remember we started looking at one of the core components of the culture of the kingdom. One of the core components of the kingdom. And we saw that this is what is love. The love of God characterizes and separates us from others. We looked at John chapter 13 verse 35. Let's quickly look at it. The love of God will what separate us, will ca characterize our behavior, will separate us from others. John chapter 
13 verse 35. He says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By this, by what? By love. By love. If you have love for one another. Those are the things that will distinguish you and I as children of the Most High God, as believers in Christ, as one who is walking in the kingdom, who is following a master, who, is, who has a Lord over, over their lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we are talking about love, the love of God. We're not talking about the love that is portrayed or spoken about in the world that everyone talks about. That, that type of love is at best natural or fleshly. But we are talking about the love which is the nature of the Father, which is the DNA of the Father, which is which in which God exists in. That is Him. That is who He is. The Bible tells us in First John chapter four verse eight. First John four verse eight. We looked at all this last week. First John four verse eight. It says, "He who does not love." does not know God, for God is love. God is love. If you're looking for, if you want love, look for the Father. You will find love in him because that is who he is. Love cannot be found elsewhere. It cannot be found elsewhere. It is only in God. We said it is his DNA. God is love. And remember we said that God is spirit. God is not flesh. It's not bones, flesh, or, or all that. No, God is spirit. Therefore, if God is spirit and God is love, that means God, love is spiritual. You cannot, you cannot ex, or exercise or show love the way it's supposed to be outside of God. What we have in the world is a natural or a fleshly you know, kind of love that is at best, used loosely. We don't have a deep understanding of it. Because it's all, the understanding of real love comes from the Father. And you have to be in Him. You have to belong to Him. To be, to be able to what experience this type of love. Hallelujah. Because it's God that will give us the grace to love. We can love on our own. You can't say, make up your mind and say, okay, yeah, I've decided today, I want to love. I want to walk in love. We need the grace. We need God's grace to enable us to walk in love because that is who God is. And he says, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. So when he pours out of his spirit upon us, his, this grace to love also is poured upon us. So we need his grace to do what? To love. And at, at this point, I want, to, I want to mention to us Something about this God kind of love. This God kind of love is what is called in Greek agape. Agape. Many of us know that know the word agape. But now it's much, much than just an English word or words that we just use loosely. Agape is the God kind of love. It's the love that created the heavens and the earth. The love that created you and I. It is God. It's the love that, you know, it loves without changing. It doesn't matter. It's love in spite of who you are. Despite who you are, God still loves you. Despite all the mistakes that we've made, God still loves us. It's a love that is great that it can be given to, to, un, to the unlovable or even the unappealing. That's the God kind of love. It does not change. Even when, when we reject him, he still loves us. The Bible tells us, it says, while we were yet sinners, what happened? Let's go quickly go to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans 5 verse 8. This is the God kind of love. Agape love. Romans 5 verse 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. He demonstrates it. He shows it. It's not hidden. In that while we were still sinners, while we were still sin while we were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, while we didn't even know him, 
While we were doing our own thing, what happened? God loved us, so he sent his only son to die for us. Says Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, while we were unlovable. The God kind of love will love the unlovable. Will love those who even have rejected him. That's why John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. He loved the world despite all our shortcomings, despite all our rejection of him. He still loves us. He still cares for us. He's still yearning over us. That is the God kind of love. And if we come back to the natural, to the natural realm, now to the physical, there are other types of love. This is the one a lot of us or a lot of people know about or we experience or we talk about. The first one is what is called eros, where the word erotic comes from, which is the love between a husband and his wife. That is eros. And the, another one is philia. That is the love between friends. The love between friends. Eros, the, the love between husband and wife. Philia, the love between friends. And also stodgy, that is the love between parents and their children. If we look at all this, all this eros, philia, uh, stodgy, they are all natural in the flesh. It has a, they have limits. They have a limit because friends can say, okay, you've upset me, I'm gone. And that's it. And even in marriages, there are times that it's like issues occur. And things happen. And everyone go their different ways. But that's not the love, that's not the love we're talking about. Remember, we're looking at the culture of the kingdom. And it's part of the culture. There are different aspects of culture. There's the belief system, there's the arts, the music, the values, so many things. But love is one of them, and that is the culture, the core culture of God's kingdom, because that is God's essence. That is who He is. And that is what we also must strive to be. Because God so loved us that while we were yet sinners, He did what? He sent His only Son to die on our behalf. What manner of love is this? Even the psalmist says, what, what manner of love have you loved man with? That you've bestowed upon him all this, all this power, all this authority. What manner of love is this? I want to tell you today, God loves you. I'll repeat, God loves you. You might feel, oh, but I, I don't feel his love. No, 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 it's not, it's not the love we feel. Is a love that we receive and we believe in our heart that God loves me. So I want you to tell yourself, or if you have someone beside you, if not, tell yourself, God, mention your name and say, God loves me. And if you have someone beside you, tell that person, God loves you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And like I said, this, this love is not brandished every day. It's not in everyday conversation. It's a, it's a, if I can put it that way, it's a unique love. And it's a privilege to be loved by the Father. I want us to think for a moment. Thank God God has given us imagination. Look at the, cre look at the whole earth. And look at how high the heavens is. If you look at the whole, if you look at the whole earth, if you can picture it and see yourself one tiny speck. And the whole universe, the whole globe, and the Almighty knows even the, the tiniest hair on your head. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he knows you. He said, before you were formed, I knew you. He knew and he loved you. So don't ever, ever, ever doubt God's love for you. He loves you. He loves us. He loves his people. Does he love their sin? No. But he loves you. He doesn't want us to sin. He doesn't want you to sin. He wants you to repent of the sin. And follow him wholeheartedly with your whole heart. So that that love can be imparted unto you. So, so that you also can begin to exhibit, experience, and even walk in that love. The agape love of God. The love that is in spite of who you are, despite who you are. Who will love you all the same. So always remember this. God loves you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And one thing about God's love is that what? 
it will not end in a divorce court. It won't say it all to your tent to Israel. But when the going is good, everything is, yeah. But when the going gets rough, I'm gone. I've moved on. No, it's not about that. It's about the creator of the heavens and the earth who loves you in spite of who you are. Hallelujah. We'll dive further into this love, into this love culture of the Father. Hallelujah. And I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read it in various uh, translations. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Let's read from verse 1. First Corinthians 13 from verse 1. This is the New King James. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become Sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Noisy. Empty vessel. Verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove, I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to be fed, to be fed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. We'll stop there for now. I want us to read this same scripture in the message translation of the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, 2, 3, in the message translation. It says, and I quote, If I speak with human eloquence and an angelic ecstasy, but don't love. I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Have you had a rusty gate before? It makes noise that sometimes is irritating to the ear. That is disturbing. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love. I am what? Nothing. Verse 3. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a matter, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So, no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Hallelujah. This scripture shows us something. It shows us the supremacy of God's love. That God's love is supreme. That it is above every other thing. Look at it. It says, no, this verse 3 says, If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a matter, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. Look at it, especially this last part. So no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, I am bankrupt without love. God's love is what is supreme. God's love is above. What does it mean to, what does it mean to be superior? That is, is superior to all others, all other authority, all other powers or status. Is above every other thing. That's why God himself is love, because God is the creator of all things. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. And if he is love, that is, everything that came after that is under him. John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was with God, that all things were made without him, and nothing was made except that he was there. That's my paraphrase. Hallelujah. So love is supreme. It is superior to everything. It's superior to the earlier verses. It's superior to, you know, spiritual activities. Oh, if I prophesy, if I prophesy, if I speak in tongues, if I don't have love, it says what? 
I'm nothing. If I speak with human eloquence, your giftings, your angelic ecstasy, but don't love. He says, I'm nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, you know, there's some speech who will preach, sorry, and the people go, power, preach it. But what have not love is all what empty, is empty. He says, you are bankrupt. He says, I'm nothing. If I don't have the love of God, and the love we're talking about, remember, is not the, the love of, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. That is just the natural. No, is this God kind of love. We will look in depth what exactly is this God kind of love. But when I look at it, it says God's love is supreme. It's above every spiritual activity or even your giftings. The love of God is above your spiritual gifts. Oh, I have faith to move. Remember, it says, even if you have faith to move mountains and you don't have love. He says, what? Well, you are nothing. That is telling us something. That this love of God, God does not joke with it. He doesn't take it lightly. Why? Because that's his essence. That's who he is. And God is not a joker. Our father is not a joker. He doesn't jest around. Yes, it's full of humor, but he doesn't, just, he doesn't waste his words. We looked at that when we're looking at the language of the culture, the language of the kingdom. He uses his word deliberately to create. Yes, he's full of humor, but he uses his word wisely. Even if you, if you can prophesy, if you can preach, move mountains, no, tell the sea to dry up and all whatnot, he says, if you don't have love, you are bankrupt. You know when a person is bankrupt? You know what that means? You've lost everything. That means you are nothing. There's nothing to you. Meaning God's love is very, very is important. God's love is unique. God's love is supreme. There's, there's everything about us as believers should exhibit God's love. We saw that in in John chapter 13, earlier, verse 35, that by this, all will know that you are, my, you are my disciples if you have love for who? For one another. How will they know? It's not by your, the power you display. It's not by speaking in tongues. Thank God for tongues. Even the devil speaks tongues. But one thing the enemy cannot do, he cannot love. He doesn't have the capacity or the capability to love because God is love. And that is our, who our father is. That is whom we must follow. Who we must give our all, our life, yield our life to. God is what? Is love. Praise the name of the Lord. God's love is what? Is supreme to all your giftings, to all your activities, to all you do. Many times we get involved with so many things. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing... Thank God for what you are doing. Oh, you, are, you know, you are doing a lot of things, but are you doing it with the love of God in mind? Is the love of God at the, the foundation of what you are doing? Is it the foundation? Is it the structure? Is it the covering of everything that you are doing or you are doing it so that you can be seen? There's a difference. God's love should move us, should propel us to do things in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We want to go to verse 4 of this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. And Paul has, Paul has so much, you know, showed us what exactly this, the love of God is. He has demonstrated, he has shown us what we can say are the characteristics of this God kind of love. So I want to look at some of them. Not all, some of them. And I want to encourage us to meditate on these on this verses of scripture. Read the whole chapter. Read it again and again. Read it in various translations until it enters into our spirit. It enters into your spirit. You, you, know, you know it. You know that you know that you know. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 13, sorry, from verse 4. We read 1 to 3 earlier. And the New King James, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. 
Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will what? Vanish away. Let's stop there for now. And I want us to read it from the TPT translation of the Bible. The TPT. Hallelujah. The, tip, the heading of the TPT says, love the motivation of our lives. It's what motivates us. It's what propels us. Hallelujah. From verse 4. It reads, and I quote, it says, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Is somebody listening? It's, I'll repeat. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements or inflate its own importance. Are some of us listening also? It doesn't brag. Amen. Verse 5. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. Hallelujah. God has not stopped loving us. He still loves us all the same. He says, love never stops loving. It doesn't stop. There's no end to love because there's no end to God. So you cannot say tomorrow, I don't love you anymore. If it's the God kind of love. Remember I said the others, they are natural. They are fleshly. And if they are fleshly and natural, that means the God of this world has a hand in, some, in it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So one, this, Paul has used it, you know, he truly used it to you know, paint to us what love is. And they are, all of these are what they are, the expression of what of God's kind of love. But we want to look at, before we look at how this love is expressed, we want to look at some of the characteristics. I'll mention some. And I'll leave the others for you to go study. Ask the Holy Spirit to minister them to you. And we'll be looking at it from the, looking at it from the TPT. The first one is, first characteristic we'll look at is in verse 4. We'll look at it in um, the New Living Translation of the Bible. The New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. That we have here. It says, love is what? Patient and kind. I like this translation. Let's read it through quickly. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable and it keeps no record of when it has been wronged. Yesterday. That is the 14th time you have offended me. Two weeks ago, made it the 100th time. He says he keeps no record of what? Of being wronged. Why do we keep a record? Next verse. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Hallelujah. Love never gives up, never loses faith. Is always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance. Hallelujah. And verse 8. Love will last 
forever. Why will it last forever? Because love is God. And God is forever lasting to everlasting to everlasting. When, when we all live, God will still be. He was in the beginning. He, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created. He was before the beginning. That's why love will last forever. It says prophecy and speaking in unknown tongues, they will disappear, they will end. But love will last forever. So the first characteristics that we're look, going to look at of love is that love is patient. Love is patient, is or what we call long-suffering. That's what the New Living Translation says. Love is patient, is long-suffering, meaning love will endure a long time. Amen. This is God's heart. This is his heart. This is his DNA. He will, he's, he's, uh, he's patient with us. He suffers long with us. He, he endures with us. He's willing to wait and to be patient for us, even to come even into the kingdom. See how long it took for you to be, to be born again. He's been waiting right from when you were born. And he's still waiting for some, even today. There was a story that uh, someone shared with me, with us, um, some, about a few weeks ago. She was sharing, she talked about someone, it was a prayer meeting actually, and she said that um, there was this man that was walking with her. He was an elderly man. But now, this man was a staunch unbeliever. He did not believe. He, was, he didn't want to, he didn't believe anything. Any, anything about God caused him to be angry. But now, he had some ailment in his body and he went to the hospital and they told him he just had a few weeks to leave. So the wife called on this person that was sharing it with us and she said, when she, she was called upon, she went to meet him and was sharing with him. He said the man got angry with her and meanwhile, they, especially they walked together and they know that she's a Christian. The man was so angry and annoyed with her that he sent her out. But the wife is a believer. The family, the children, they are all believers. And they've been praying for this man. They've been praying for this man for a long time. So she said when she shared with him, shared the word of God, the gospel, that he got angry and sent her out. He said... And she, she left, but she, she continued to pray for him. He said that for 14 days later, they said, this man just got up on that day and called his daughters and said, I'm ready. This was after years. He said, I was, I'm ready. He said that, let's say like today, the following day, he went into a coma and he didn't recover from it. He died. And the wife said she had, she had been praying for him for 46 years to give his life. God was waiting for him. God, but must we wait until then, until the, our deathbed? No, God, he's so patient. He wants us to yield because he knows our tomorrow. He wants us to live a fulfilled life, a full life. This man, I don't, I, I don't believe, well, I don't know. The will of God for him, he might not have fulfilled God's will for him. But thank God for God's mercy and grace that he gave his life. God was patient, was waiting, was waiting, was waiting until the last moment because of the prayers of the wife, of the children, and those who are praying for him. But love is patient. This is God's heart and is willing to be patient with us. Let's look at Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, in the message translation of the Bible. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. It says, God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone to get lost. 
He's given everyone space and time to what? To change. He's hold his risk. He's, pa- he's patiently waiting for you to come to the knowledge of Christ. For you, for your family to come to the knowledge of Christ. Let's look at it in the New King James. The New King James version. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is what? Long-suffering towards us. He's patient towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come toward repentance. He's he's what? Long-suffering towards us. He's patient. His love compels him to be patient with us because he knows that we are frail. He knows that without him, we are nothing. So he loves, he loves us to that extent that he's patient. He's always patient with us. He's always what? Patient with us. He does not complain. This, this type of love that is patient and long-suffering, he doesn't complain. He doesn't get angry. Oh, I've been waiting too long. We are the one that the Lord is all, Lord, why, when, 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 when? But he says God is not, he, he's long-suffering. His timing is right. He's always patient. He know the, there's a timing for everything in God. God does not go ahead of himself or he's not late. He's always on time. It's humans, as humans, that we are impatient. That we can't suffer long. And like some will say, I have a short fuse. Cut off that fuse and replace it with God's long suffering. Don't say I'm a short fuse. Oh, I get angry. Why must you get angry? It says love. It just shows that you are not working in the love of God or you've not allowed the love of God to be made manifest in your life. Because it says God is love. Love is patient. It is long-suffering. And that's one of the characteristics of, the, of our Father. God is long-suffering. He's patient with us. And it's one of the characteristics that we also ought to imbibe in our lives, even as we walk in the kingdom of God, as we exhibit God's kingdom, as we live in God's kingdom, as we allow the kingdom of God that is within us to be made manifest. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Another characteristic, the second one is what? We see that in verse 7 of the TPT. Love does not give up. I'm not going in any particular order. So don't, so just flow with me. Love does not give up. Let's go back to the New Living Trans, no, the TPT. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7 in TPT. Verse 7. It says, Love is a safe place of shelter. Hallelujah. Is, why is it a safe place of shelter? Because it's God. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are what? They are safe. It says love is a safe place of shelter. For it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat. For it never gives up. Love does not give up. God does not give up on us. That is who he is. He does not give up. That's why the story I shared of of, of that testimony of that person, he didn't give up on on that person because he knew that one day he will come. Probably the man kept it too late. But thank God for his mercy. That's why God promised us in Deuteronomy 31. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. And verse 8. 31 verse 6. It says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you, for he will not leave you nor forsake you. He will not give up on you. Let's look at verse 8. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. 
He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. God will not give up on you. He will never, 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 never give up on you. Because love does not fail. Love is patient. Amen. We are the ones that give up. But you know what? When we, when we are carriers, when we are born again believers, when we carry the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in us, we are not to give up on one another. We are not to give up on ourselves. We are to pray for one another. We give up too easily. And that's not the nature of the Father. That's not the characteristics of the God kind of love. Probably the natural love, yes, yeah, that we looked at, eros, um, filial, stoje, love between parents, love between friends, and even husband and wife. The, that kind of love will give up. Like I said earlier, it's natural, it's fleshly. And the Bible tells us that Satan is the God of this world. He's in, he's in charge. He will manipulate. He will fix things that will cause division because he's the one that divides. God does not divide, doesn't bring confusion. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Like the saying goes, when the going gets tough, this is my translation, we pack our bag and leave. And say, well, I'm done, I'm done and dusted. That's it for me. I can't endure this anymore. That is not the God kind of love. In marriages, they'll say, oh, for, uh, for better, for worse. There's a way they say it. It says, for better, for stay, for worse, for go. When the going is good, I'll stay with you. But when the going gets rough and tough, I'm, 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 I'm gone. I've moved on. God is, doesn't move on. God is patiently waiting for us to come to the knowledge of the truth. We are not to give up on one another. A good example of this is the relationship in marriage. Is a relationship, it depicts or symbolizes the, the relationship between Christ and his church. Christ does not give up on the church. He has not given up on the church and he will never give up on the church. So why do we now give up on one another in our marriages? Why do we give up on our spouse? We all came in with baggages from, different, like I said last week, different cultures. We came with different backgrounds. We came from different backgrounds, different, some cross-cultural. Why are we not patient? You saw, you saw the, the spouse at the beginning and said, oh, I love you. So what happened to that love? It flew out of the window. When challenges came, oh, we don't speak the, the same language. Didn't you know that when you married? Oh, we are, we are separating because of irreconcilable differences. That's not the love of God. That's not agape love. It does not give up. Christ just has not given up and is not giving up on the church. He committed the church to the Holy Spirit, not to Peter, James, and John. Thank God for them. But he committed the church to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit lives in you and is still in you, then don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on that home. Don't give up on that on those children. Believe God for them. Trust God. Commit them to God's hand. Trust God that he will, there will be a turnaround. Because love does not give up. And you walk in the love of God. That's why I want you to go back and meditate on that chapter. In whatever translation you translation of the Bible. Read it again and again and again. Let the Holy Spirit. Spirit minister life into you. Let him minister the life and the essence of the Father into your spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't give up because God does not give up on us. God will not give up. But the challenge he has is that when we, when we give up on him, because he has given us a will, he's given us the power of choice. When you choose not to, when you choose to give up on God, there's nothing God can do anymore. So don't give up. Hold on to the word that you've been hearing. Hold on to his promises. Hold on to what he has told you. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on that situation. God is about to turn it around. He gave us a word in Psalm 102, verse 13, I think. It says, the time to favor us. Yes, the set time has come. Yes, Psalm 102, verse 13. It says, the time, yet, it says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. 
for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Hallelujah. And I love it better in the, in the TPT translation. In the TPT translation, Psalm 102, verse 13. He says, I know you are about to arise and show your tender love to Zion. Now is the time, Lord, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out. Now is the time. It won't be the time now if we had given up. He says, now is the time, Lord, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out. The appointed time has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. He says, the time has come. The the, time, the appointed time has come for the prophetic promises to be fulfilled. If you've given up long ago, there won't, be a, there won't be a fulfillment of those promises. So don't give up. Hold on to what God is saying because that is who he is. He's faithful to his word. He watches over his word to perform it. Don't give up because love does not give up. The third one is that love is kind. That's verse 4, verse four of um, 1 Corinthians 13. It says in the New Living Translation, it says, Love is patient and kind. God's love is shown in simple acts of kindness. When we're kind to one another, when we're, you know, when we're there for one another. Kindness is also what we call love in action. You can't say you love without, without displaying it, without doing something, without showing it. God loves us. He gave us his son and he watches over us. He's patient. He's doing something about his love. So when you also love, you do something about it. It's a, love is an act. Love is not passive. Well, I love you in my heart. No, 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 no. Let that love be, be shown. It has to be seen because you can see love. Love is an act. Amen. Love is caring and it has, a, it has compassion associated with it. Love is what is kind. That is the nature of the Father. Love is kind. And we are to, we are to embrace this love. Show love. Don't say I love you in my heart. I can't see it in your heart. Act it. Be there. Be there for one another. Pray for one another. Whatever you can do, show that love. Let it be seen. Thank God, yes, we can say I love you, but now act it. Let it be seen. Let it act it out. God, showed, God shows us his love for us many, many times in our lives. In our marriages, in our homes, in our, with our children. He gives us room. No opportunities for testimonies. Those, those are God, that's God showing his love for us. When he does things for us and we're saying, oh, I have a testimony. Praise God. God did this. God did that. Is God showing you, acting out his love, his kindness. We also ought to be kind to one another. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The third one, or the fourth one, is... Love covers, or some tra translation says, love bears all things. Love covers. True love always protects. That's why God protects us. He covers us. He wants us to be safe. He watches over us. He keeps us. Hallelujah. Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous, but he delivers them out of it all. The Lord covers us. He protects us. I want to show us an example in the Old Testament. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. The love of the Father that covers. Genesis chapter 3. This is the story of the fall of man. Thank God for God. Thank God for his mercy. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 tells about the temptation and the fall of man. How the serpent tempted man and man did what they are not supposed to do. They ate of the fruit 
we know this we know the story I will not I will not want to read but you can also always go back to read the scriptures because it's always new every morning it's always new every day it's always refreshing to go back to the word of God to read it again and again so the temptation the fall and then God made some pronouncements from verse 13 and the Lord said to the woman what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and then blame game started that's why we still bl- we, there's still blame game today. Oh, why did you do that? No, no, it's not me, it's that. This is where it started from. Woman, why did you do it? It's the serpent. Man, why did you do it? It's the woman you gave me. Blame game, and that is all is been going on. But now, look at verse 20. After all being said and done. Verse 20 says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Let's continue. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and what? And clothed them. Just verse, let's stay on verse 21. It says, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. This is love, God's love in action. Despite they've missed it. Despite they've you know, they brought, they brought down the, the, the glory of God had departed from over their life. Despite all that humanity was like damned. God still showed his love for them. How? He said he made tunics of skin. See what they did for themselves. Look at verse 7. When they knew, they realized they were in big trouble. Look, it says, for then their eyes, then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. That is what they use for themselves. Fig leaves for covering. But God in his mercy knew that fig leaves now you've done what you're not supposed to do. The elements are now against you. Then in verse 21 what did he do? He made for them tunics. He killed animals. Used the skin to make clothes for them which is stronger we will protect them from the elements, from the sun, from the rain. This is God's love in action. God showing that he still, despite the mistake that they made, God was still merciful. He made tunis and he clothed them. He covered them. He covered them because it, there was a plan in God's heart for the redemption of man. He didn't want this man to be condemned. They, what All they could think of was leaves. How can leaves cover you? Man will look for what is not lost. We will look for what is imp- totally impractic- impracticable. They look for leaves, fig leaves. To sow, and that, is, that does not cover them. The wind will blow it away. But God gave them something better, something stronger that will keep them from the elements, that will, keep, that will, you know, will protect them. Love protects. Love covers. God's, the God kind of love does what? It covers Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Proverbs 10, verse 12. Quickly. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. The love of God will cover. He will cover us when we make mistakes. God is not in the business of exposing, except when he had, if he had spoken to you again and again in the closet. You know, God, God is a father. He will, he will want you to turn and re, return to him, to repent of those sins. He will be warning you in your closet. He will be warning you in wherever. He might even send people to you. They might not even know why they are saying some things. But he, God is a father. He will reach out to you in whatever way he can. He's patient. He's long-suffering. But the moment we harden our heart and he, you know, when, it's, when sins get exposed, it's not because God does not love or God doesn't cover, but it's because that person had hardened their heart. God has been trying to get their attention because God will cover you. If you re- realize the mistakes, they say, oh, I'm going the wrong way and return immediately. God will forgive and his love will cover. But when we harden our hearts, the Bible says you suddenly be cut off. It will be exposed. And then the shame comes. Love covers. 
First Peter 4 verse 8. First Peter 4 verse 8. And above all things, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Amen. And this is that the sixth one. Uh, no, fifth one. I'll stop at five, because five is the number of grace. Love is constant and endless. Psalm one thirty-eight, verse eight, in the TPT. Psalm 138, verse 8. Psalm 138, verse 8. Love is constant and endless. You keep every promise you've ever made to me since your love for me is constant and endless. You keep every promise, every promise that God has made, it, ha it hasn't gone. He says, your love for me, since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you began in me. Hallelujah. God's love is constant and endless. It doesn't change with circumstances. It doesn't say, oh, what I said yesterday, forget about it. That today's, only, today's another day. No, it is constant. It is endless. It doesn't change. Hold on to that love. Hold on to that word. He says, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you have you've begun in me. God's love is what is constant and is endless. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Earlier I mentioned that how do we express this kind of love? How do we express God's kind of love? Can it be expressed? Is, it, is there a way to, you know? Yes, we said love is an act. So, but how do we act it out? How do we express? Because love is the, not, love is of God. Let's go to Galatians 5 verse 22. Galatians 5 verse 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22, 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Hallelujah. Love is the very expression of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'll repeat that. Love is the very expression. It's expressed through the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. If you look at a lot of translations, it says, let's go back to verse 22. A lot of translations of the Bible it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Meaning that the fruit of the Spirit is love and it does what? It is encompassing it with many parts. And the other parts include love, joy, peace. It includes joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness. Love is the umbrella because love is of God. It's the nature of God. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Which is encompassed in joy, in peace, in long-suffering, in kindness, in goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is the expression of our love, of God's love. It didn't say that the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy. No, no, no. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love is like the umbrella. And underneath that umbrella is joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hallelujah. Like what? One, um, one writer says, and I'm going to read it up so that I don't say it wrongly. One writer says, it, it brings everything, it like summarizes love with the fruit of the Spirit. It says, love can be further described in this manner. Love is joy rejoicing. Peace is love at rest. Patience is love waiting. Kindness is love in action. We said that earlier. Goodness is love initiating. Faithfulness is love keeping its word. Doesn't change his word, doesn't change his mind. And gentleness is love empathizing, that is, shares 
the feelings of others, it understands. And self-control is love resisting temptation. Hallelujah. I'll go very quickly. Love, remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So love is joy rejoicing. Peace is love at rest. Patience is love waiting. Kindness is love in action. Goodness is love initiating. Faithfulness is love keeping its word. Gentleness is love empathizing. And self-control is love resisting temptation. If you are trying to get it down, you've not gotten it, just when it is uploaded, go back and listen to it again. And that God also will open up more dimensions to you. So love is the expression. It's expressed through fruit, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, which is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we are exhibiting all this in our lives, when the manifestation of this is in our life, we are walking in the agape love of God. Finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Again, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The culture of the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. It says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, the greatest of these is love. Why is it the greatest? Because it's God. It is God. Hallelujah. The TPT says, until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet, love surpasses them all. Is supreme to them all. So, above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. When we are running for a prize, let it be love. Let our pursuit be the love of God. Let us walk in the love of God. Let us exhibit the love of God. Because the love of God is supreme. The love of God is greater than every other thing. The love of God lasts forever. It endures. It does not stop. It does not give up. It's patient. And if we look at 1 Corinthians 4 to 8, also it tells us things that love is not. But we are, for that we are interested in what love is. Because that is who God is. And he says, the greatest of this is love. Brethren, let us begin to walk in the love of God. Let us know this God the more. Let us walk with him. Let us spend time with him. When you spend time with him, you get to know him more. You spend time with him you, in his word, in prayers. We have started praying every morning, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Join in this prayer movement so that you learn to pray. You, can say, you might say, oh, I don't know how to pray. Come, you will learn. The Holy Spirit himself is there waiting to teach you, to show you. Praise the name of the Lord. Walk in this love because love is the greatest expression of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Let's arise on our feet this afternoon. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to first of all receive the word into our spirit. Receive the word and thank him for it. Thank him for that word. You might have missed out on some. That's why it's Thank God with the recordings are always made available. Thank him for the word. Receive it into your spirit. Ask that the Holy Spirit speak to you much more than what has been said. To give you further understanding. To illuminate your eyes. The eyes of your heart. So that you know more and more about this love. So that you can walk in this love. Because God is love. His love is supreme and is expressed in the fruit of the Spirit. Father, we thank you. We give you glory this today, Lord. Thank you for your word to us. 
Help us, grant us the grace to walk in love. Because love is of you, is the expression of who you are. Father, Lord, we receive grace today to walk in the love. The God kind of love, oh Lord. The love that is in spite of who we are, despite who we are. The love that is patient, that is kind, that is not jealous or boastful, that does not rejoice in the wrong. Father, grant us the grace to walk in your love, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, King of glory. We thank you, Almighty Father. Thank you because, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever and forever. We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the honor, Father. We give you all adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Join us, 5 a.m., to pray. Join us to push in the Spirit. Those things that we're trusting the Lord for. We're thanking him for our building because it is done. Join us as we further push for things that you also are trusting God for. In your life, in your family, in your children, in your spouse. Join us as we push in the spirit. Because we know that God that answers prayers is whom we are coming unto. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you and the Lord watch over you in Jesus' name.